This is episode number 31 with creator of Running Glasses, Stephen Shears, and CEO of Captured by Rhea G, Rhea G. Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. My name is Carlos Aponte, a Philadelphia school teacher whose mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the city of Philadelphia and help put the brotherly love back into the city of brotherly love. Each week, my students and I bring you a person or organization that is making Philly a better place. Thanks for spending some time with us, and let's dive in. This is a quote by Dr. Seuss. A person is a person, no matter how small. Margaret Mead once said, children must be taught how to think, not what to think. Welcome, everybody, to the We Love Philly podcast. We have a special episode with you today coming right from Rec Philly. If you're not familiar with Rec Philly, it is a new space at the Fashion District on 9th and Market. That's our ho- That's the home of our new podcast studio. So if you're enjoying the improvement in audio quality from the first couple episodes of the We Love Philly podcast, we just wanted to let you know we heard the feedback and we have made a change. If you uh, are listening to the episode, you might hear some more student involvement. We are in our eight-week program where students students are really taking a liking to interviewing for the podcast, making the content that we use for We Love Philly, going out into the community and volunteering. In this episode of the podcast, we talk about how young people are, are more equipped to pursue entrepreneurship than adults. We also talk about the steps you need to take to turn your weaknesses into your strengths. And we also talk about how the message of community needs to be taught more to the youth. If you actually know a 16 to 21 year old who is tired of their high school experience and is looking for a change, you can actually enroll them at One Bright Ray Community High School, specifically the Fairhill campus, and they can do the We Love Philly program absolutely for free, and they can earn a credit towards their high school diplomas. All you have to do is go to our website, welovephilly.org, and you can hit the enroll now button, and it will walk you through how to do that. I know you're used to hearing the just our thoughts section uh, of the podcast at the end of the episode. That's still under the construction with the new group of students. We're going to redo that whole segment, but we're looking forward in future episodes for you sticking around after the podcast so you can just maybe hear an educational philosophy like we used to and hear us talk about what we learned from the episode. Uh, now here we are with our episode with Stephen Shears. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the We Love Philly podcast. We are joined today with creator of Running Glasses, Stephen Shears. We're also with creator of Captured by Rhea, Rhea G. We're also joined by the We Love Philly students. We're here with Destiny. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here with Yadiel. Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined today by our expert researcher, Tyed Wilson. Yo, yo. It was really cool. I think it was two weeks ago now. We had students come to the event, uh, a running glasses event where we were at. What was the school we were at? We were at Discovery Charter. Oh, okay, cool. That's all off of Belmont, right? Yep. I think it's 4700 Parkview. Gotcha. Yeah. And it was so cool when, when, we, uh, when we walked in and we were volunteering, we were setting up, you had about 20 tables in like a big L shape. And I was like, oh, wow, like there's, this is going to be some event. And then I didn't really know what to expect. And then I started seeing maybe like six, seven, 
eight-year-olds start walking in and they meant business. They had their, their boxes, they had their, they had their backdrops, they had their moms there, they had all their support there. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is, this is legit. This is, this is something that's really going to like change the city if you can start getting young people involved with, with what is it? What actually is Running Glasses? So Running Glasses stands for moving forward towards your vision because I'm not good at running. I'm not good at, I'm not good at walking fast. I'm not getting nothing of that. The thing is, is it really started from me running though. I knew I was bad at running. I felt that it so many times that I decided to use an area where I was unsuccessful and make it a daily goal. So my goal was just basically to run every day. And as I was going, I was videotaping and documenting myself. And what happened is somebody joked on me while I was doing my video. It's like, oh, you ain't out there, you ain't about that life. You got them little glasses on, where are those your running glasses? I was like, oh, thank you. Now I got a name. So from there, it, 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 built, it got built into working more with the youth because it, it, was, it was motivation for everybody. But then I noticed there was a need for the youth out here. They don't really have their own events. So we wanted to uh, help them grow in like their businesses. You know, I, I like your story of like your background of your brand name. It reminds me of like the show I watch. This guy, he, he didn't have no powers when he was born, but he eventually got powers. Long story short, he was bullied and he was called a certain name. His name was Deku. And yeah, I'm talking about my hero academia. Yeah, about my hero academia. What is it called? My hero academia. It's a, yeah. So my hero, uh, my hero academy. So like, they kept calling him Deku. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take that name, and that's his superhero name now. His real name is Midoriya, Ezekiel Midoriya, but his superhero name is Deku. And like, you know, his goal is come the greatest hero. So like, you know, it's really inspiring. That that just reminded me of that, and you know, it made me smile. You know. Yeah, I love the story because you had someone making fun of you, and instead of of letting that get you down and, and be a victim, you turn that into your strength and now you turn it into something that helps the entire community while that person might still just be making jokes. <laughs> yeah, like that, <laughs> and that's what it is though. Like sometimes you sometimes you get inspiration from places that might not have been meant to be good. And that's what I did. I, I used what was given to me and created made it into something better. Yeah. The, the young people, they get to just come into an event and they just get to sell their products. How does it all work? So the event is called Everyone's Business. The one time is okay not to mind your own business. The, the event is, is basically, it allows the kids who have, have their own businesses already, allow them to vend their products and also kids who have talents and things. So if, you, if they rap, if they sing, if they dance, we give them opportunity to do it on a bigger stage. And the, the purpose of the event was is basically to help the kids grow, help them understand that they can run a business, help them understand that they can be profitable with it, and also to inspire the audience. So to get the, the parents and the other kids in the audience to see people that look like them yeah. doing, creating, um, running their own businesses and believe that they can run their own businesses too. I was having a conversation uh, last week. Uh, Yadiel and I went to a venture cafe event. It's like a networking thing. We were talking with a doctor who has, uh, he has three kids of his own and they're all before the ages of 12. And we were talking about the benefits of trying to be an entrepreneur and trying to start your business before you hit your teenage years and how that age group has a certain uh, advantage to starting their own business. Can you speak on the advantages you see for young people to start their own businesses? Definitely, because the older you get, 
the more no's you have been have been given to you. So it's easier for you to say no the more the older you are. But as a kid, it's hard to say no to a kid because the kid always like even even if you're it's not your direct child, if the child keeps asking you over and over and over and over and over again, most likely you're gonna cave in and say yes. But the fact that they're a child allows them to be able to ask you over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Whereas adults, we, we feel as though most of the time when we get that first no, it's a no. Mm-hmm. Or even if we try a second time, when we get that second no, it's a definitely no. But kids, they, they, they have the optimism that, okay, if you said no right now, it might not be no in 10 minutes. Yeah. They're, they're relentless and they lack fear. So as adults, we, like you said, we have been told no so many times. Yeah. So we're scared to step out again and the kids that just keep going at it, they're fearless. Yeah, you have a great point, Rhea. I, I, see, I see the same thing when working with younger, younger children. Fear of being judged isn't there yet. Right. So if you're if you're not afraid to be judged, you're willing to try new things. You're willing to fail over and over and over again. And it's okay because you're having fun because, you know, you get another try and you don't feel that stigma that, hey, I'm about to be 18. Why isn't my life together yet? Why ain't I grown yet? You're like, oh, I'm still 10, 11. I can still mess up. I can still try new things. I can still keep doing this and have a good time, meet new friends. And it seems like all of the parents are pushing me for it and they all love it. And they're all like giving me that positive praise. That age group is like the perfect level of imagination. And like you said, right, like no fear. So if you have imagination and no fear, that's, that's the recipe for success. I also think society puts those limitations on us. How do you feel towards failure? I I remember you said the running classes started from you running and you failing over and over again at running. I have a good relationship with failure because I I felt felt at most things I do. Like I really do feel at most things I do. But the thing about it is I learned, you learn more in your failures than you do when you succeed. Because when I succeed, I, I feel as though I did it, I made it and things like that. But when you fail at something, you look at where you could have done better. You look at where you could have put more time into it and things like that. So failure, failure is like a motivator for me. Like, and also I teach the kids, don't worry about not being able to do this or be able to do that. Just as long as you can do something. It's not about the big leaps and bounds. It's more about the extraordinary things that you do and they will give you extraordinary results. So I do simple things. Like I, I didn't start off just straight running. I walked. And it's like, okay, I can walk. So I walked a little farther, walked a little bit farther. Then I start jogging. Then I start running. And it was just like, I did what I could so that I can succeed and get the small wins. But if you would have asked me in the beginning, I failed at running. It's not about the failure. It's about accepting where you fell but then achieving wherever you can with the little wins. So you're talking a little bit earlier, we're talking about how you wrote this book. What was it like writing a book? Like how, like how did it make you feel, especially since it was something you're so passionate about? The book itself came from like a need. So, so what happened is I, was, I threw my maybe third or fourth event and I had a lot of parents coming up to me that wanted me to basically coach one-on-one. Like, oh, my kid is interested. I want you to talk to my kid. And once I noticed it was too many parents, I'm not able I'm not able to really talk to all of them. And I wouldn't be able to put the time in with every single kid. 
So it was like, I got to do something so that I can get this information out to more people. So the book itself was developed from there. And the process of, of writing the book was actually a friend of mine. I, I was having a conversation with a friend about what I was doing with the youth. And he told me I should write a book. And I asked him, what should I write the book on? He said, what you just told me. So I used the information that I already had inside of me that I just told him. And he basically gave it back to me, was like, here you go, with what you just told me. I didn't know I had the book in me, but the process itself was easy because while I was helping people or helping the kids, helping adults and things like that, when it was time for me to need help with writing my book, I already had somebody that could do the drawings for me. I had somebody that could edit the edit the words. I had somebody that could publish the book. So I already had the tools available in my journey of giving. What's the intention of the book? Like what, what do young people gain from it? The book is a workbook. So if you get the book, you got to do some work or it's just a book like it it's not it's not a it's not a oh if i read this i'm gonna be a billion millionaire or whatever no it's steps it starts off with seeing what you like what makes what is it that they talk about or they interact with more often or like to talk about or interact with and then working on figuring out a business that can be grown around it i always go to a t-shirt because a t-shirt is one of the easiest things you can do so if you like anything whatever it is you can put it on a t-shirt. And once you put it on a t-shirt, now you actually have a business. And as a kid, people are willing to support your business because you're a kid. You can have the worst t-shirt, you can have the worst brand, you can have the worst whatever. There are people that will support you just because you're a kid. So it's to give them an opportunity of, if they don't have a product or have a, a, a business to start from scratch, but also it's an opportunity for the ones who have a product and business. It teaches, it tells you how to market yourself, how to get people to interact with your stuff. What are what are kids working on these days? What kind of businesses are you seeing? I done bought a thousand t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you, got kids, you got kids with, with, with jewelry, <laughs> with body scrubs. We got one kid, they do, it's called slime parties. They throw parties that allow the other kids to come and they all make slime. And they started the business off of like YouTube. They looked on YouTube how to make slime. I've seen and my then, nephew do that. He just watches them pull it apart yeah. and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and they decided to make a business out of it. And they're making money while having fun making slime. Pop quiz. If you if you throw a slime party, what type of creator? Oh, like like they create experience, right? Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. He's creating an experience. Good job. Can you tell us that moment that you knew that you were doing what you were put on this earth to do, that you knew that running glasses was it? The moment was a friend of mine was opening up their own event space. And he was basically collecting money. And he reached out to me and said, yo, you can be one of the first people to have an event at my event space for the low cost of, like, I forgot how much it was, but it wasn't too much money. And I gave him the money before I even had an event or had an idea of an event. So it sparked, like, I have to do something. Yeah. And then I had no idea what I was doing. I had no resource. I had no resources that I knew of. Going through the process of trying to throw my first event, I understood that there were people that were willing to pour into me or willing to help me for nothing. 
just because of me or just because I may have helped them in the past or I may have supported them in the past. And when I had my first event and the room was packed, it was like, I got something going on here. Yeah. And it was like, okay, let me let me try it again. And every event that we had after the first event has been more and more and more and more people. And every and every event I do, I'm sitting here looking like, yo, I don't know if, if anybody's gonna come. I don't know. <sighs> because it, there are no matter no matter how good you are, no matter how, no matter how much you succeed in things, you still gonna have some doubt. And sometimes doubt will creep in there, but I don't allow the doubt to stop me. I allow it to like, all right, look, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna push through anyway. I'm gonna figure this out. And it always turns out to be better than I could have imagined. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. You invested in yourself. And I believe once you take that leap, the net will appear, that net. And you invested in yourself. You took the leap. And that's what gave you the motivation to start the event. But it wasn't until you invested in you and you were like, I don't even have a plan. But I know if I attach some investment to it, I'm going to make sure I come up with a plan. Some of us need that spark. That's awesome. What's your long-term vision of running glasses? I want to open up group homes. Like Beautiful. Males. So I, I want to get I want to get males at a young age and basically mold them into into good people and mold them into successful people also because growing up in the city of Philadelphia I understood that a lot of my friends and stuff made bad choices or made bad decisions because they didn't have anybody really pouring into them or really showing them a, a better way. Because you're you're more like you're more likely to do what everybody else around you is doing. I want to get them at a younger age and be able to build them and help them build whatever community they're in. I want to give them experiences at a younger age because I didn't go to Disney World until my first time until I was like 23, and it wasn't the same experience that I would have had if I would have went at six or ten. Yeah. Like I wanted to believe that that was Mickey Mouse. And yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to believe that was <laughs> Donald Duck running up on me. But <laughs> but at 23, I'm re- I know it's somebody in the costume and things like that. But it's just like that. I want to give them the experience that I didn't have at a younger age, just so that their their mind can be expanded more, so that they know that they know there are more possibilities out there. And I want to take this into like different inner cities so that we can make the worst neighborhoods better and also so that we can just build the kids up. Will this always be in the same school or will it be in like around the city? No, actually the, the event moves. So depending on the amount of people we had, so we outgrew the other space that we had. So that was our first time at that school. And Seeing the space that that's there, I can see us outgrowing that within the next couple of events. It's a great problem to have. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really didn't believe as many people were going to come to my event. Yeah. Not like because I don't I don't really feel like I'm anybody special. I just feel like I'm somebody that's just doing something. Mm-hmm. So people just support me and I meet new people that I've never met before that's willing to pull me on their podcast and things like that. So it's just like I, I continue my best to be a blessing and a lot of blessings come my way. Sounds like something familiar we Give learned love, about. Give love, get love. <laughs> <laughs>
That's our, that's our saying. Anytime we see something like that happen in life, we, we, we say, give love, get love. Because it's love. true. You see it everywhere for the people who are successful, the people who are happy. They're in a constant state of giving. Right. Say your joke. Uh-huh, I know a joke uh-huh. is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> are, you, are you a lifelong Philly native? Yeah, yeah. I'm born I'm born and raised in Philly. Awesome. Can't uh, really. North Philly. Man. <laughs> so, North Philly stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> New York. You, you rep in New York, man? Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I'm born in New York. I don't even know. My mom just told me I was born in New York. Oh, oh yeah? I remember. Cap, 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 cap. All right. Have you, been, have you been back since? Yeah, I've been in New York. Okay. Garbage. Go for had... conventions and stuff. Trash. Cool. Say, we'll, we'll have to fight cut. me. <laughs> no, New York, New York moves too fast for me. Like, yeah, like they move way you? too fast. And, no. and it's I too can't, many I can't do it. It's like streets. it's like walking twenty four seven in the OBR little hallway. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Listen, true. they whole apartments no bigger than this room right here. Yeah, yeah, this is two grand, <laughs> yeah, two grand a month, two thousand a month. This room. What? And then you can't. You gotta make sure whoever you with, you gotta hold their hand over. Yeah. One step, you. Yo, people get stolen in New York. Yeah, the one time I was there, there was like people in costumes, like Mickey Mouse and all that, and it would legit take people's kids and try to take pictures with them and then charge them for the pictures. Yeah. And they were like the most crusty costumes. Dude. Like, that's, that's why Steven waited to 23 to go to Disney World. So we asked, we asked this question to, to people who currently live in Philadelphia. What do you see? What does it make you think? And what do you wonder about the future of Philly? I see a lot of a lot of like changes as in buildings are come are getting better, but I see the opposite with people. Like it, it seems like more of a disconnection is happening in Philly. Like we used to have like neighborhood love. Yeah, like, block mom. Yeah, we used to have a block yeah. mom. Like it used to it used to be as a kid. It used to be like if I'm going to the store, I'm gonna ask all the old people on the block. Like, do you want something from the store? And like just automatically, like mm-hmm. whereas now I can't even you couldn't get a kid to go to the store even if you paid them. Like <laughs> and 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 that's what I, I feel like is is missing now. It's missing like the connections like we used to have. But that's my the purpose of my group home would be to bring that connection back. Because if you have more people that's out here helping and out here sharing, out here caring and stuff like that. It's hard to be the only person in here that ain't gonna be helping and sharing and caring. Yeah. Like you, like you, you feel like the eyeball out. So it's not about being a copycat or anything like that. You can you can be a copycat as long as you copy in the right cat. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Bars. Do you wonder anything about the future of Philly? I just wonder what is really going to happen, like with the people and and the and the buildings and stuff like that. Because I'm in real estate also, and there's a lot of areas that were that nobody wanted before but now outpriced everybody that that wants to go there now yeah and if they do that to all the neighborhoods where are the people going to go hopefully by that time i have enough money have enough properties and stuff because i want to give better living to people for cheaper prices if that becomes a normal then we don't have people who don't have it that that's willing to do anything to get it yeah so that that's the thing. I want to I want to create luxury as normal for the people who may not have the money to get the luxury stuff, because we have a lot of people that make the wrong decisions in life 
because you're chasing either money or things. And they should be chasing people yeah, and connections. Yeah, chasing people and connections. Yeah. All right. So since this is a teenage rant podcast, uh, one of the last questions we also like to ask is, if you could go back in time and tell the teenage version of you three things, what would you tell you and why? I would tell myself to not try to be too cool. Like, because when I was a teenager, I didn't wear my glasses because it wasn't cool to wear glasses. Like, and, It's unbelievable yeah. how popular they are. Now. I know, but right now... Uh, like, remember, I, back I in the day, these, these were BBWGs. <laughs> That's what I'm like. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, like I, but I needed them. My grades and stuff start going getting bad because I couldn't see. Like, it was, <laughs> but it, that that's one and two. Like to be my greatest self. It wasn't that I was super smart, but I dumbed myself down for my friends and stuff. Even though you people make jokes about stuff that makes no sense. Oh, look at him. He's he in there reading books. Oh, he's a book person. Like, oh, like what? Like, how is that a bad thing? Like, <laughs> like oh, how dare you? Oh, look at him in there learning. He's trying to learn. Oh, he just opened a dictionary. Look at that words. So like, I limit myself on like opportunities and stuff that was given to me. Like, cause I had a chance to go like one of the best high schools in, in Philadelphia at that time was what Central Masterman and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't choose them because I didn't want them to treat me like I was a Central or Masterman kid. Like, cause jokes is real. Like, so book, like I understand like there's bullying now, but there was bullying back then. Like people yeah. used to say anything to Tell me about it. And nobody got in trouble <laughs> for it. So then the, the, the third one, the third one would be to, uh, make more connections with people that didn't look like me because I only really hung around people that looked like me, that was doing the stuff I was doing, that was acting the way I was acting and things like that. I even, that even snowballed when I got in college. I only hung around people that looked like me, that was from like a city like mine and things like that. Like I would tell myself to connect with people who don't look like me just to have more experiences because I, cause I got a lot of Spanish friends and uh, what's it called? Patelias? Pat- 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 oh my God. I'm like, yo, I've been missing out on these. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, not, it's experiences oh, and stuff not? like that. Like, Take a look at us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, true, true. The whole gang was here? Yeah. Like, yo, what oh, are they yeah. all doing together? First of all, y'all, y'all got it great because y'all got diverse groups now. And oh, y'all yeah. got people that's, that's from different cities and stuff. Like, we might have had somebody from like down south. Or something like that, but y'all got people that's from that New wasn't York. necessarily born in Philadelphia that came here, and they got a bunch of different cultures and and experiences and stuff that you don't have. I love I love the connection that y'all starting to have in schools, but the connections in the neighborhoods is the ones that's missing. It. We used to have a line, uh, like it was like not necessarily geeks and jocks, but it was like cool stuff and stuff that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And I was a person, I was on both sides of the lines because I used to watch anime and I used to play oh, video cool. games and stuff like that. But I also was trying to play sports and mm-hmm. be cool and running around and fighting and stuff like that too. So I was like a, a tough geek. Like that. Which they didn't go together. Like, oh, I got to hide my 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 
my guests, quote unquote, weird stuff from my cool <laughs> friends. And then I got to hide my cool stuff from my weird friends. <laughs> so it was like I was, cool. I was torn in between, like... Like, and and I, I like that y'all 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 are yourselves and y'all accept each other more. Well, I'd like to take some time to send love your way and and Rhea's way. I uh, I appreciate everything you're doing in the city. When I walked into that event and I sat there and I watched it and while we were volunteering and I saw the the smiles on all the kids' faces and. And the parents, how excited they were and how they were taking an active role and they were there cheering on their kids. And it was like a whole family event. And then they brought their friends. And now it's not a family event. It's a community event. And you're really on the ground doing the work to help as many people as possible. And it's a blessing. And I wish you all all the success possible. And I'm so excited for you to be able to fill a stadium one day and just bring, keep bringing people together, keep inspiring young people. I appreciate you for that. And Rhea, thank you so much for all the action you're doing back there. I appreciate you so much. What's your definition of love? Dang, I, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see the sweat, see the sweat, right, see the sweat. <laughs> you supposed to sit there to me before I came. That's the definition of love. No, I would say, I would say, love is the willingness to give more of yourself to something or to someone without expecting them to give you the same amount of themselves. Deep. I don't Deep. hit. That's crazy. <laughs> I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I feel like if there was more like, you know, we love Philly, like basically the whole after school program around Philadelphia, there would be like less gun violence. A lot of people try to fit into that whole drug dealer mm-hmm. thing and not focus on like, oh, I could be making a business or doing stuff and actually helping my family to try to do it, you know, another way. And I've lost, I'm going to say probably about four people this month to gun violence. So it's like really hard and it's like, yeah. it's just getting worse and worse every day. I'm seeing it on no gun zone, more people getting shot. And I feel like if there was more programs all around, it would just, you know, yeah. stop in a way. Yeah. I feel like if there were more destinies to help, there'd be more programs. <laughs> <laughs> it, start, it starts with, it start with y'all though. Yeah. Like, we can't wait around anymore and wait yeah. for people to, to create them. We're the people that have to start creating them. Like last week, um, some people ran into... My grandpa lives like right around the corner from the school. Somebody ran into the neighbor's house and shot up two girls. For what reason? Nobody knows. It was like six o'clock in the morning, you know. If they were before school, after school, whatever, I feel like it would, you know, there would be less people getting injured, hurt. So thanks for sharing. Appreciate that. How can we help running glasses? How can people volunteer? How can we follow you? You have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, a website. Our, um, you can follow you can follow us on all major platforms as Running Glasses R U N N one G L A S S E S. We have a website www.runningglasses.com. Same thing R U N N I N one G L A S S E S. And the crazy the crazy part is this though is the other the other way spelling wasn't available, so I had to go with what was given. Yeah, that works. But I'm cool because I also related to my religion. And, and say that the one G stands for because it's one guy. So like you like I said, you just use what you got and you can but I'm on all major platforms. To be part of the event, just reach out. Let us know like what you like 
that you want to volunteer and things like that, we always accept the volunteers. And also how you can help the event is just basically when you see something, just promote it, share it, like it, follow it. The, the best way to reach you is through the best DM way, or? The best way to reach me is through DM. Okay. My number is out there also. Um, you can email me anyway. Anyway, if you know somebody that know me, you can reach through that way too. So any way you can, like you reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me.